This is the Everything is Earned Cleveland Sports Podcast, and I am your host, Big Mike. And I am Tim. And we're here to break down all the stuff happening in your Cleveland sports world, and we've got a doozy of an episode. That's right. I said a doozy. A doozy. <laughs> a doozy. There's lots of stuff to talk about, and we're super excited because Cleveland just put on a show. They put on big bright lights. We had an all-star weekend here in Cleveland, and it was phenomenal. Just all the way around, national reporters, local Clevelanders, we showed out, and Cleveland looked amazing. Yeah, people didn't like the idea of Cleveland hosting. Um, we had a, a few big events coming up within the next five years, several big events, and this also, the MLB also weekend kind of tipped us off to see how Cleveland was going to handle things, and Cleveland did not disappoint. Absolutely not, and the great thing about that is is it starts to change the perspective nationally that the perception yeah perception that that cleveland is not a place to go or you don't want to be here or it's like run down and crappy and i just think that's definitely not the case anymore and if you're from cleveland or if you've been in cleveland recently you know that it's an awesome place to hang out yeah if, you, if you're from cleveland you've been saying this for years and then all the always the outside perspective is oh cleveland is is yeah the big things are cleveland's weather sucks there's nothing to do in cleveland and the we'll slowly just kind of, yeah, <laughs> and the river was on fire. Um, but Cleveland is slowly kind of changing and churning away that perception, um, that false idea. Um, and we had some Cleveland natives that spoke about um, Cleveland and what it's like to be from Cleveland and how, like, we kind of have that chip on our shoulder. I think Jim, uh, Drew Carey mentioned it, Joe Thomas. Um, Travis Kelsey, Travis Kelsey, mm-hmm. uh, and a few more bid stars that are Cleveland natives just talked about this the what's wrong with how people perceive our city. Yeah, it was great, and the nice thing about it is they made baseball really, really fun. And I think that's a problem that baseball has sometimes is it doesn't have that fun feel to it, you know, with with a long season like it is, and it's a slow pace of the game. Absolutely, and they just they just made baseball feel like that classic game when you first kind of got into baseball and it was a lot of fun. They made the sport look amazing. They, you know, all, all the big stars showed out. You know, Lindor was constantly saying that this is his city. Loved every bit of that. You had Travis Hafner in, in the celebrity game belt a softball in, in, Kenny, into the stands. Kenny, uh, yeah, Kenny Lofton. Um, there's, another, there's another one that I'm missing. Sandy Elmar, he said some stuff over the weekend. No, the former... Uh, Indians player Carlos Vega. Yes, some stuff. yeah. Vega yes. just said some stuff. He's a beast. But man. then we had we had locals like we had um, MGK. We had Joe Thomas. Um, Baker showed up to the game. Baker showed, oh, JL Smith was in the game. He lost his shirt. He <laughs> lost his shirt, which is the best thing we've seen from JL in about a year and a half. Um, Definitely got some some uh, some good brownie points with the Cleveland fans for losing his shirt again. That was yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. I enjoyed all that. That was fun. But anyways, it was a lot of fun. We had we enjoyed All Star Weekend. We had uh, a, a, a great, great, great weather. We had a good time, and uh, in, Cleveland went up in uh, in national perspective. So kind of love that. So it's a great week in Cleveland. Great week in Cleveland. So besides the All Star Weekend, or well, not besides inside in, of the All Star Week, there were some things going on like the uh, like the celebrity game. And that was just a fun time for a lot of Cleveland Oh, Miochis. He was in the team. Yeah, Stipe showed up. You like Stipe. Uh, who was uh, Simone Biles or whatever her name is? Yeah. She yeah, was in the team. She's really tiny. She's so tiny. <laughs> She's standing <laughs> next to Joe Thomas. You're like, whoa. Yeah, if you didn't think she was that tiny, this, we had the comparison, yeah, of Joe Thomas next to her. I forget that she's from here sometimes. Me too. And then, then she shows up. It's like, oh, 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 okay, sure. Yeah, oh, Biles. Olympic okay. athlete. Yeah, okay. all right, cool. Yeah. All right, Simone. Yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland, CJ McCollum was in that. Just producing um, great players. And, yeah, and, and Steph Curry was born at Acton General. Yeah, he's, he's, great, that. he's great talent. Yeah. That's all I learned. So, celebrity game was a lot of fun. It was just most, mostly a goofball show. Uh, enjoyed the, oh, the, the, the Travis the Miz. bomb. The Miz was in it, too. The Miz was in it, too. He was mic'd up. That was kind of weird. Because um, we know him from WWE. And we're like, oh, so and he's going to be all, like, he's going to be a <laughs> narrator. He's going to be a host on, for... We know The Miz from WWE, yeah. from Cavs intro videos, 
and from um, do we? and from Brown's intro videos. He's always like, "This is our town. This is how we do it." Is it is I'm a WWE superstar, and like that's the Miz. <laughs> he has like he had that big speech thing. I don't like, think um, I ever knew that. In the uh, it's him, yeah. He did the whole thing with uh with like the finals run when he had that big like mega speech for like this is Cleveland this is what oh, we yeah. do uh, and we grind it yeah, out wise and, up awful one and it's super tough and it's gritty and and, and we're and, College City yeah and there's dirt on our pants and like <laughs> and that's what like Mrs. Soul's speech was but everyone was like yes yeah, that, yeah that's us <laughs> that's us we're we're dirty and we're we're trying hard. No, but we, we're, we're a blue we're a blue collar city, and we understand that. And the Miz just thinks he's like a big mega superstar, and like I and guess. like above, I, the representative for our city. Yeah, he is, I think his family owns like a bunch of like uh, like um, small businesses. Yeah, no, they own they own a bunch of uh, Mister Heroes. That's how like him he, and Brian Hoyle. That's how man. Hugh Jackson and Brian Hoyle got hooked him, up. Yeah, with him the, and Brian Hoyle are solely this, the backbone of Cleveland's economy. Yeah, it's, they're in the background. You don't know about it, but but they're there. Yeah, there, there's 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 creating Roman burgers for everybody. It's just a thing. So not to knock the Miz or, or his or his Cleveland stardom, but it was it was fun. We enjoyed it. Good good time with the celebrity game. So besides the celebrity game, we had the the home run derby, which was lots of fun. Uh, Santana did not play super well. He he kind of had a slow start. He had the took him he had like one there. of the worst pitcher, pitches. There. His pitcher was so slow. He was like, I might get the ball out. And then it's no, kind like, of you outside. No, he wanted to enjoy the moment. The pitcher, he's, all right, I'm going to throw it to you, and then I'm going to watch. I'm going to throw it to you, and watch. But to to give him, to lay off him a little bit, uh, I think he, that was the rule book. I think that was in the rule book. I think you were supposed to throw it and wait till it landed. So either in the crowd or on the field. I think that was part of the rule book, which many of the other contestants didn't follow. Well, the other thing to note is that uh, Santana likes the ball more inside, and he was throwing the ball more outside. And in the dirt. So not quite... He put it at the dirt. <laughs> not quite the spot where Santana would have liked the ball. So, and he's kind of a slower, slower header. He doesn't have he that, kinda, he he doesn't have that pop into swing. Yeah. He's, 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 yeah, he's got a, he's got a bigger wind-up wind up. And, and he, he's, he's more known for um, his keen eye at the plate. So there were a few times he actually just kind of let it be. I'm like, there you go. <laughs> Don't swing that ball. Don't swing that balls. It was, it was wait wait for your pitch. Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was a natural instinct. He's like, all right, all right, I'm going I'm to walk in this one. Yeah. Um, well, their thing is, too, so the, he actually lost to Pete Alonso, yeah, in the first who round. won the whole thing. 14. Who won yeah, the whole yeah. thing. So you got to, you know, you understand, like, you, you lost tip, the champ. Tip like, to your hat. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it was fun times. It, it took a while to heat up, and then it finally got really hot. Yeah, after his first home run, the, the Cleveland crowd started rolling for him, and then he hit a several in a row. Yeah, the home run derby itself was a long event. It got a little, it got a lot more fun towards the end. We had those swing offs. We had we had a record setting ninety one homers by uh, Vladimir Guerrero. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. I enjoyed that. It was good times. Weird, it happened in Cleveland. Yeah, fun. Yeah. Everyone said that the home run derby was a ton of fun. Like it got so much positive press. So big fan of the home run derby. That was a lot of fun. And then the All Star game. So the All Star game was kind of funky itself. So you had okay play by Lindor. You had okay play by Santana. It was in a dirt. And then. And the game was in yeah, the and then and then uh, then our boy Shane Bieber came in there, first time All Star, fifth inning, and then struck the whole side out in nineteen pitches. Was like, oh, by the way, I did, I just throw I just throw heat. I just yeah, I just throw fire. Can I please get the MVP trophy? Thank and you. It, and then gave it to him. Yeah, and then and then Brad Hand tried to mess the game up, but he was like, listen, I saved my best work for games that count, but I'll still get us out of the jam, no problem. So they wrapped the game up, and they're like, listen. I think Bieber is the guy we should give it to. He's pretty good. I think he has a cool name. He throws a lot of heat, and he did it in 19 pitches. So it was probably the most fun moment. He had the crowd chanting for him. Just a good, just a good moment for Cleveland. And he took some great pictures. And like to have the hometown guy win the all, like win the, win the MVP is a lot of fun. Yeah, he seemed very mature too. Uh, the way he handled the, the, his interviews, the way he represented Cleveland, I think it was just, it just added to the overall good feel and positive kind of perspective. Cleveland Absolutely, and you know what was great about about Bieber too is he's been the Indians' best pitcher this year. So even though even though yeah. Bauer is probably a better talent at this point in his career, Bieber has been the Indians' best pitcher. So totally deserved to be there. Absolutely deserved the moment. He was kind of a late call. Too. It was tons of fun. Yeah, he, he wasn't just, called he initial. Yeah, yeah. But it was great. I loved it. I thought I thought Bieber. I thought Bieber crushed it. Great also weekend by by the Indians. They were, great job by Cleveland. And this is a little bit a little bit uh, more. Uh, just a little bit more to add with a, a little. Uh, just a little bit more to add. Ugh. 
just to add a little bit more in this MLB talk, um, there are several several MLB analysts that are wide, like, wide, widely known in that sport. Um, spoke to many of the players that are in the also also game also weekend and said this is the, uh, one of the or if not the best uh, place uh, city that's hosted that they've played in. And and he spoke, he said he's spoken to multiple players that has been in four, five, six um, All Star games. That speaks volumes. If you've been to multiple All-Star games and Cleveland's your favorite place out of all the, the All-Star games you've been to, it's the way that they hosted, the way that it. they just handled everything, whether it be, whether it be from, from game to game or event to event. Listen, and it's the overall that... kind of feel to the atmosphere and all the different side events that they We're had. built for this, man. We know how to do, host big events. We've been doing it forever, man. We, man. Well, we, we know this. Cleveland... Uh, live and breathe, breathe sports. Yeah, this is our, this is our so thing. So hosting that, that uh, these big events shouldn't be big news that we 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 show up, we we shine in these moments. Yeah, so. we've we've crushed a lot of things. We did the RNC. We, you know, we held that big ass parade that won <laughs> after we won that the title. I mean, we did it better than Toronto. Well, we, with one point there was there was no. Two, was it two point two? Two million. One point two million. A ton of frigate people. There'll be more during the Browns parade. Anyways. Lots of fun, great weekend by the by, the, by Cleveland. Really enjoyed it. Um, so that's gonna. What do we have next so, year? So, oh, what are we hosting next year? Um, NCAA tournament. We have some. We have some other stuff coming up. It's it's gonna be a fun time. I mean, there's there's just a lot of good things going on in Cleveland. Um, so the Indians have another thing coming up here. This big uh, big series to start the second half. It worked out so well with the schedule that they had um, that they had the uh, Twins right after the All Star break. Because the Twins have been the guys they've been chasing, and we're five and a half going, five and a half back going into the series. And we won six straight to 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 put us into the All Star break. Yeah, it's and, and, and so that's, they're heating up. They're what you said, five and a half games back. Five and a half back. So going into the and we're playing the Twins. We play the twin, We're playing the Twins right now, aren't we? Yeah, we're playing the Twins right now. A three game series over the weekend. Um, so it should be Indians up three one. Yeah, we're up top of the seven. It's 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 been good. So really enjoy and and, and Clevenger is pick, picking tonight. Oh, um, Cleveland's hosting the AFC Championship game and NCAA tournament in twenty twenty. Yeah, so a great way to kind of segment and transition into this this past year. All right, I don't know if anyone heard that the AFC Championship game that's NFL, and that's that means that. that means the Browns are winning the, the division, and and going on to the second round. Yes. Yeah, just hosting regardless. But yes, it will be hosting the Browns versus blank blank team because we'll have home field advantage. Yes, right, and we'll be in that position. Absolutely. So, twin series. I think we're going to take the sweep. I'm I'm pulling the homer pick. We're going to sweep them, and we're going to be two and a half going into the next series with Detroit. Indians have this momentum, and one of the things that came out over the All Star Week was that Lindor was asked, do you think the Indians will be buyers or sellers? And he said, yes, I think the Indians, uh, we have this momentum and that we're going to uh, we're going to be adding even more talent uh, before the trade deadline uh, to make the push in the second half of this year. So we already did that. We did that tonight. What? We added a right-handed pitcher from the Padres, I believe, didn't we? Yeah, uh, for, for Matten. The Padres. Oh, yeah, twenty-six year old. He will be assigned to the AAA. Um, I haven't seen too much because we were in the midst of all this we uh research for this episode. Um, but I'm looking at now. That's a breaking news mid pod, mid pod, mid pod type of situation. Wow, good job out of you, Tim, being being locked in. Yeah, that's, that's what we do. That's, that's what, what you gonna, get here. Everything is earned. We're going to be mid-pod, and, and, and news happens, and we are on it to let you guys know what's going on. But yes, we'll be adding more talent. I'm definitely for it. Lindor said we're going to be buyers. So I just want to know, do you think we're going to trade any kind of big players like like a Bauer? Buyers? Buyers sellers? Is that a segment? Do you think, yeah. Do you think we're going to sell, like, think we're trade? I'm buying that we're selling. Okay, so you're thinking that we're going to trade Bauer, add some more hitting. Well, we didn't. Australian pitchers need healthy. And beef up the bullpen a little bit. Australian pitchers need healthy. Mike Lovinger is back tonight from his ankle injury. Yeah, he is. I think he, I think he played one game before the break. Yeah, he did. But, he, he was kind of. It was kind of. Eh, but yeah, he's working himself back in. Um, Salazar just did a rehab. As we know, Shane Shane Bieber 
is hot right now. Yeah, all-star MVP. So he's like, I'm I, I imagine he's gonna Sauce, keep it, keep saucy. going. Um, we have we have the morale from the whole uh, Carlos Carrasco stuff. Yeah, we do. Um, Cookie strong. Cookie strong. Side. Love it. Um, and we wound it out with uh, with Pluto. Is that it? Plutko. Plutko. Pluto. 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 Adam Pluto. You know Adam Pluto. Yes. No. He's and and Han. Yeah. yeah Han's not a starter. His hands are closer, bud. He's a, well, he's, he's a closer. He's gonna close the door. You you all baseball jack. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm on it. So I'm still I'm still deep into this, this <laughs> trade stuff. Okay, so if you if you go ahead and, and and trade Bauer, who hasn't actually shown up in the playoffs at all, so I know you are big on you know if they're not going to show up in the playoffs, I only want them anyways. Yes, his ERA, his ERA is three point nine one in the playoffs. Bowers over I think over I want to say like, like close to thirty innings pitch, maybe a little bit less. Which is a decent 20, sample size. Pitch. It's yeah, but you're as a stud, you should have a better ERA than a three point nine in the playoffs. Well, you can say the th- same thing about uh, Corey Kluber last year. He didn't do anything. Yeah, but we know when Kluber is healthy, he's absolutely a cannon, and he's he's one of the pieces you can rely on. And we so, can mention how Baseball Billy on one of the last baseball segments talked about how. Um, Tito has been mismanaging some of his pitches and over using utilizing them in okay. the individual season. Hold on, and that's kind of translated to the playoffs. All right, but hold on, hold on. Tito is one of the reasons, the only one of the only re- one of the big reasons why the the Indians haven't fallen off the wagon this year and are and are somehow into this playoff race after a a, a rocket month in June going into the July. So. You, oh, gotta I agree give, with you. you gotta give Tio credit on this one. So I understand. Oh, I, I, think I, I definitely agree with you on the on some of the pitching um, decisions he made in the past. But right now he is doing one heck of a job, and he's he's definitely building his case for manager of the year. But I think what you're gonna have to do is you're gonna have to add a little bit more beef in the bullpen and a little bit more hitting. So if you could get a package for for Bauer. And I mean it in I mean it in that full sense. I in want an offensive way. I want to, That's I, what I want. I want something now. And I want something later. So that means I want a player that can come and contribute right now. Pleasant. So I want a hitter like like Frazier, and I want a pitcher that's going to come in uh, either down the road here. Uh, Develop through a Triple A. Yeah. So you, you want to definitely chapter. build that farm system a little bit more. So it's got to be a lucrative trade for the for the Indians. You got to add. You got to add well, something. Multi-dimensional. You know who's got you know who's got some assets the Indians can tap. Is the Astros now? I don't necessarily want to trade with the Astros because you're going to probably play space in the playoffs if you want to get to the World Series. That's the, yeah, that's, that's going to be a tough, even idea for both for both owners. Yeah, both, both I think the, the Astros are going to come calling, and the Indians have to realize that's kind of a weird relationship. They, you can do, do they want to answer the call? You can kind of pair with with um, the Patriots and the Rams. Because um, you have McVay and Belichick who, were clo- who had an oddly close relationship at the beginning of the season. And they threw thoughts back and forth to each other. And then uh, they, they, they faced each other over in the Super Bowl. It's this cookie-cutter, cupcake nonsense that we live in today's sports world where everyone's like, hey, we're homies. We can't hate each other. Right. Um, Bring out some hate, man. I got, I got all this anger. The Astros freaking pissed me off. Because of all that nonsense cheating bullcrap they did last year, when they had guys picking up our calls, and then 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 the MLB investigated and was like, "Boom, here's a fine." And I was like, and that's "The it. hell!" And, and that was it. it. That's all they got. And then you know, it's the next series they got their butts kicked. But no, no, no. God forbid that they get away with cheating for a series. And you know, and, it should have been eliminated. No, to... you can't do that. That's that's a whole that's a whole thing is revenue. It's Cheating? Whole... Yeah. No, you should have they should have caught it right away, and then they should have they, and then they should have had to make them adjust accordingly. But they, there should have been more suspensions. I don't they, think they picked a guy who wasn't even on their payroll, paid his paid his butt, and then and then like let him go. Like it was like a he was like a contracted employee to go spy him. He was like, oh, we don't really. You really know this guy. We just brought him a couple of paychecks to win a playoff series, but on 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 the on the flip side of things, the Indians didn't have any hitting and totally deserved to lose that series. So they did, but the, but the, but for the but they did the they pitching did cheat after, and give themselves an advantage. Absolutely, uh, a, absolutely, a non-ethical advantage. So you have to wonder: Are you going to make not. a trade with a competitive team in the AL if you're trying to move a guy like 
uh, Trevor Bauer and get some assets back. So that's just uh, one of the things you got to kind of weigh out. I so. think you'll get less of a return if you're trying to play for that contender, and you'll get more futures than you would present. Um, but going back to you a little bit, I do have a comment. Um, a little factoid, if you will. A little factoid, um, I do believe he's one of the, he's above average GM in the lead. I do believe he, he's done a great job this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and and for kind of towards your idea that this whole love Tito thing, I'm with a lot of I found out that the Indians under uh, Terry Francona, um going into the also played. So you found out that a Terry Francona. Led team. Indians team um, that were 500 or better um, before or going into the All-Star break has never missed the playoffs. Ooh. Ooh. I mean, the Indians, if they playoffs ended today, they definitely have the wild card. But I don't want the wild card. I want the division. Like, but uh, that's a nice little factoid. So as long as, the, long as Frank Kono's team is above 500 going into All-Star break, At they're, they're yep. going to they're hit the playoffs. Yes. That's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. It's good stuff. I like that a lot. Um, so for the, for the Indians, I, uh, I think that's all we really have at the moment. There's a lot to talk about for some, for some odd reason, not odd reason. There's, there's real tangible things that happened that brought the Indians back to life, but we didn't think we'd be here, but here we are back to life. The Indians baseball's cooking and the all-star weekend is only another push that's going to help get us there. How great would it be if you could make a little little playoff run? You know what I'm yeah. saying? Give us a little boost. You know what I'm saying? A little, 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 little shove. A little playoff run. A little, uh, you know, audible the shove towards little, something, little, you know? A uh-huh. little, little, little shake, shake. Um, I'm ready for it. So, you know, turn up the heat. I'm ready for some baseball. We're going to be heading down some win more the, games. Win the playoffs. Keep them in, yeah. keep them in Cleveland. Yeah. Let's, let's. Baseball, let's... football. Not like basketball yet, but we're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. We're, we're building. Playoffs. Let's do it. Yeah. Bring some, bring some more playoff fun. I'm, I'm ready for it. So, Going into our next team, which we all know and love, the Browns. Everyone loves the Browns. All the hype. We've got the Browns mania. So much hype going on right now. So much hype. Now, I don't want people to tell me about slowing my roll. Because I'm just so sick of it. Like I'm, I, like, I'm too excited. We, we've been bad for long enough that everyone, every other fan base is trying to, trying to hold us down. Even though they've been excited. They've been, they've been spouting the bullshit for years about all the excitement for whatever teams and bashing Cleveland, bashing the Browns. Uh, one in fifteen season, uh, perfect season. Zero in sixteen. Now we have we have talent. We have coaching. We have uh, we have uh, we have front man, uh, front office uh, management stability stability that that can help sustain to be sustained uh, for future success. Future success. Future success. Past short term, um, and we're kind of just making a kind of rounding out into a complete organization. And when's the last time you can say that for the, for the Browns? Before they came back in 99. Before they came back. Probably in the but, 80s. So it's been 20 years of bad Browns football from top to bottom. And I don't want to hear your whiny nonsense about how they haven't done anything yet. Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Grain of Salt. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Obvious. Thank you, uh, Devil, Devil's Advocate person. I don't need it in my Browns hype train. You can get away from my hype train. We're, Only we're positive here. vibe thoughts mentalities here. We're here for all the action, all the all all the big stories, all all the touchdowns, and all the all the possible MVP trophies we're gonna win this year. That's right. Give me it all. Yeah, I want all of it. Inject it into it, my veins. Is, is that is that foreshadowing? <laughs> it's it's not even foreshadowing to me. I'm making predictions, bud. I'm out here thinking Baker Mayfield has the opportunity. Recorded MVP season. He has a what? Sits best chance right now. He has. Odds he has plus fourteen hundred. Great betting odds, and he's got some of the most weapons around him. Resources. Resources. Yeah, you win MVPs because you're throwing bombs and you're getting guys the ball in in position. And the Browns are going to be open all year long. 
What are you going to do when you have OBJ running an out route? You have Jarvis Landry running a drag, and you got and you got David Njoku running a post route, and then you got freaking Chubb out the backfield. And then, what are you going to do, man? And then, and then Baker's doing a fake to Kareem Hunt, and he's tossing it to Chubb, <laughs> and then Chubb's tossing it to OBJ, <laughs> and, and OBJ's <laughs> tossing it to Landry? I mean, Landry wasn't running an out route at the start of this, the start of this idea. But he's back. He came back for it. He looped around, and he got a touchdown. It's going to happen. The Browns have way too many weapons for us not to be an explosive offensive team and for us not to put up major league points. There's teams that have been big-time scorers in the last few years. I know we're thinking of the Rams, we're thinking of the Chiefs, and we're thinking of the Falcons, man, and the Saints. Those teams put up mega points. And you know what wins games? Points, man. You gotta win points. Everyone talks about, oh, defense first. How did that how did how did any of the teams win the last several Super Bowls? Points, man. You gotta score points. It's just outscoring your opponent. It's you might have a better defense than me, but can you outscore me? Can and that's you the stop same me? it's the same mentality as, as the 2017 Cavs did. It's oh you might have a great what's better defense than us, but can you stop our offense? We don't put up 120 points a game. Can you can you match that? Yeah, the Browns are going to put up thirty five. They're going to put up thirty five. Their team. Thirty. Are, I think thirty two is is like. Oh, th- I'll probably say twenty seven, twenty eight is the ground floor, which right. is yeah. is insane considering just the other year we averaged what seventeen and a half, eighteen. Yeah, you're going to put. I think, up, I'd say I like. I think it was like nineteen point two. You're going to put up a ton of points, and teams are going to be like, "Thank God we got to stop on third down because it's going to be." Score after score after score. Get used to opening drive touchdowns because a scripted opening drive against this Browns offense, good luck stopping it. The Browns are going to lead the league in opening the opening drive touchdowns. It's just going to happen. I'll take. You're, you're going you're to happen. It's going to happen every time because you have way too many weapons and a scripted opening drive is so tough to stop because he's just, it's just going to be afraid. It's like fire, 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 first down, first down, first Draw down. Play. Draw play, touchdown, pass fake. <laughs> yeah, like it's, screen, it's uh, yeah, eight speed screen. Do you think we're gonna go for two point conversions a lot this year? That's that is a okay, okay. that is a a good idea. That is that is an intriguing idea because you saw a few teams do that last year. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was a ninety percent of the time. Steelers did it a lot, and then Rams did a lot. Yeah. Um, it's well, I think a few teams also did it. Oh, the Rams did it when um. Zoline was out with the joint injury for a while. But you gotta do it, man. But I, it's a great idea because um, not only do we have a, um, a potentially valley high-powered offense, is we have a, uh, the potential to have an elite defense. Which I mentioned, I started to mention as soon as we let Greg Williams go, which was the first step. The next step was adding this talent, adding Olivier Vernon, adding Sheldon Richardson, adding or uh, having another year, another year under the Janard Avery's belt. Adding a um, a a guy across from Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams, and rounding out your safeties with adding um, uh, Sheldrick um, Redwine and signing what Morgan Morgan uh, Burnett mm-hmm. from the Packers, um, and just kind of letting le- letting over- oversized contracts go, bringing in new guys that have talent, have value, and kind of have that chip on their shoulder. Which is what kind of bonds going for? Would you say we're, we have a window, Tim? A window of opportunity? Uh, three or four years. Window, yeah, the window, window's open. Well, you can say for three or four. Uh, yeah, I might elaborate on that. But three or four years, you can say we can have a Super Bowl caliber one. Yeah, which I'm ready. Every for year, it. you can say, all uh, right, you can put the the Browns in conversation of okay, you, those are one of the th- four or five teams that can win a Super Bowl this year. Absolutely, along with the Rams, Chiefs, Patriots, as always, as long as <laughs> Belichick and Tom Brady, Brady are breathing. Um, Falcons have come back this year strong. That is that's a different story that, <laughs> that people will agree or not agree with. Um, and then, what's, another, what's one more? Falcons. I said the Falcons. Okay, well, I don't agree with you on that one. The Chargers? If, yeah, we'll just say Chargers. Melvin there. Gordon doesn't fall off a cliff. <laughs> um, okay, so, but my point yeah. was, Timmy, but was... Four or five teams... Four or five They're teams. And the bonds are one of them. So do you should you go for the two points more this year though? Because I think analytics says that you that if you you can get more two points, then your your percentage of winning goes way up. Plus your completion your, your Well it made sense. It's gonna balance out. You score one. Well, you have those you weird score lines where someone will miss a, a PAT 
and then a field goal can, can instead of tying it, can win it. But stuff like the that. Think about this. Your offense, say your offense is hot, man. It's hot tamales. You score four touchdowns, okay, so you get 28 points, but then you add four more points from two-point conversions. It's 24. It would be 24 if you're not counting extra points. No, there. I said four touchdowns. Yeah, so it would be 24 points, which it would, not including can you, can you add 20, four touchdowns? Four six t- plus four. six plus six plus six. How many is that? 24. Right. That's what we're talking about. Because with extra point is what we're talking about hasn't been added. Because instead of one point, you're saying, you're saying two points. Yes. So we're doubling up on that. Right. So two times four is what? <laughs> it's 12. <laughs> we're doing math. Times, wait, what? Two times, wait, two you guys all hold that. Say it again. Say it again. Two times one. <laughs> you guys hold it. <laughs> I, was doing, I was doing different math. My Hot head. take, guys. Say it again. Two plus four. <laughs> two times four is 12. <laughs> no, two times... Two times... Why is he asking me two times four? Two times four. Two point division times four touchdowns. Eight points. Not, not 12. <laughs> you do math in a weird way, man. I was... I Mothers, was, fathers, throw out your fine systems. We died top of the year. <laughs> two times four is 12 now. No, I just don't understand how... Why, why, War is upside down. The ma- Browns are in contention. Your math is weird, bro. LeBron's in LA. OBJ's in Cleveland. Crazy things are happening, guys. Crazy things are happening. No, your math is wrong, is what I'm saying. Is you're doing the math wrong. No, I'm wrong. not. Six, six times four. Six points is what you get from a touchdown. Right. Times four touchdowns, the scenario you gave me. Okay. Is 24. Right. So, plus, oh, oh, using. Plus two points for each touchdown afterwards. Yes. So you got. So two times four. Timmy, I, you're. Is eight. So instead of, right. instead of 24 points, you'd have 30, you have, uh, 30. Is what you're trying to get to. Do I have 30, Tim? You're trying to have 30. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I have 30. So my whole point is that you have to. You 32. Have, you have to. Okay. S- 32. Yes, I thought I said your math is so messed up. So my whole point is you add four more points to the bottom line and your and your 28 point game turns into 32 and, and now you multiply n- now, that you five, five, now you have five scores. Hey, that's why that's why it that matters. By, by 16 weeks. That's why it matters. You score a lot more points. So I say go for two. I'm for, so for it. Speaking of bad math, <laughs> um the the NFL proposed an idea today where you could do 16 games to 18 games, but they screwed the whole thing up. Because they gave, a, they said their idea says there's a uh, uh, a 16 game limit per player. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna sit Baker for two games. So I'm gonna play. I'm gonna play Baker for 16 of my most important games. I'm gonna play the Bengals and when I play when I the play Bengals, when I'm gonna play the, the Bills <laughs> or whatever team. I'm not gonna end up playing the Baker. Lions. And it's gonna be a Drew Stanton game, like or you're gonna have OBJ be quarterback. I just don't understand what. Like why you would do a two-player thing? It's almost like you're like you're adding a whole other strategy point, which is cool. It is cool. I like but, that idea. But you, what you're doing is you're is it, it's, it's going to cost you fandom. So like for example, say I buy tickets to the a game that Baker sits. Wouldn't you be pissed if you went and see it to see a game watch Baker play? Well, I'd, I'd sitting. I think it, the the lead and teams would have to collaborate and agree that you you would have to. Um, You'd have to let you let other teams know and let the lead know who's being sat for those games, specific games. But no, 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 because you can have a strategy point because you release your inactives like right before the that's kickoff, true. Right, and that, but then you'd have those scenarios where you say the fans. Well, you have like the NBA, you have players like LeBron, you have players like Kawhi, Paul George. You know how messed up this Chris would Paul and stuff, make and James Harden. football. Oh yeah, fantasy football would go crazy. Fantasy but football would be so jacked fan- up. But fan- how are you going to determine what week you're going to sit Baker or not sit Baker? Well, jacked up. Well, it's two sides of the spectrum. He's either jacked up or super pissed. Because what happens if you're in like a pivotal fantasy game and you're like, I'm going to start Baker. He's going to wreck the. He's going to wreck the, the Bengals. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, last they're like Bengals. Like right before the right before the game starts, <laughs> Frank Kitchen's like, No, we're starting Drew Stanton. <laughs> and you're like, No, I'm going to lose my matchup. Yeah, instead, and, of, instead of putting 35 points up on the board, and because you get, of the strategy you get seven. aspect of it, you can't sub out Stanton, and now you're stuck with our Baker. Now you're stuck with Stanton, and you have no quarterback, and so he's cost yourself thirty points yeah, in a fantasy yeah, game. Yeah, you had like Big Ben on the bench, and you, you start uh, instead of yeah, instead of having whatever. Those it's points, gonna be yeah. a mess. You, fantasy, they have to figure out something for fantasy because NFL makes a ton of money on fantasy, like just a ridiculous amount of money on fantasy football. So you can't not have that aspect. I think they're it. weighing that with the revenue that they had gained from the two extra games. Because I, they just have to they, figure all, it out. Are they, are they eliminating? And fantasy has to figure out as well. Are they, just, are, it's a whole set of problems. 
Are they eliminating uh, two preseason games to add these on? Yeah, you'd have to. You need to do two preseason games right. so you have 18. So then there's the, the other... Plus there's, there's a bye week, so it's going to be 19 weeks of football. Yeah, which, which people will like in a sense. But then we move on to the other aspect of it, of coaching and and players. And those are two separate And injuries and all kinds you of things. You add players. Will you um, be okay with, I may say, 10-15% increase in your overall salary for two more... Chances to get injured every year. Well, here's the other thing, too. Is you're going to extend the rosters, too. So you're going to add more players to the roster. So now your roster can get bigger. So, all, when, all so they... when all you big babies are crying about losing bottom-of-the-road the players because they were a fan favorite when the team was bad, like, now you'll be able to keep your players. I think I don't think they had changed the after the players? Like, Kajus. We could have Kajus on the roster because we have all these extra roster spots. Nassim. Yeah, Carl Nassib. Um, all you, all you, all you Carl Nassib fans out there that were crying over Carl Nassib. I was Nassib. a big fan of. I, I liked him. Oh, you're a big fan of getting two and a half sacks a year. He got six sacks. I think six, oh, seven and a half. Uh, he had like five and a half or six sacks. No, he game. had like six sacks, five sacks, and half of them were against Baker because he was turned up against the Browns. Yeah, because the Browns' offensive line was trash before before Freddie got there. So it was against Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, you see, we crushed. Yeah, you didn't crush. It was. It was, it was, it was gross. It was. It was not great. I didn't love it because because uh, freaking uh, William. Uh, what's his name? Um, our our dumb offensive coordinator who thought he was like Todd Haley. Todd Haley was like, listen, Hume. We all know you're a dummy. This is my team. Let's run an offense from the seventies. Like, <laughs> and it will get you fired. Then I will get become the head coach. Yeah, and then and then, the, and and the then Jimmy, ha- thing, Jimmy Haslam with it. I'm not fired. Both y'all. Yeah, the best thing about that was I think Dorsey was like, listen, this one over here, it's all bad too. Just get rid of him too. Like, just, like Dorsey wow. was like, hey, 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 Jimmy, perspective though, you don't need to make Haley your coach. You can make Freddie your coach. And, and, and Haslam was like, great idea. See y'all. Like, yeah, yeah. Jimmy Haslam in that, in that perspective in this scenario Dorsey's is the like, is like Cole, as like Toby Allman with uh, the draft process this year. Like, oh, yeah, you know, um, John Beeline, do, do what you want. Who, who, who should I pick? Oh, okay. Yeah, he's, he's good. Yeah, Dorsey's the puppet master. He's he, running. He's, he's running the Browns, yeah. which is why we're we're going to be good again. But yeah, back to the whole active roster thing. I don't think they're going to add they're going to add additional slots for the active roster as uh, teams. They are gonna have be, to because more no, 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 games. I think teams are going to utilize this, the the practice because, squads more. Because no, you have to because you because you're going to have a whole. Like, it, I think starting players could not start two games. So that means Garrett has to sit two games. Baker has to sit two games. OBJ has to sit two games. So you have to extend the rosters because who are you going to plug into these other like positions? That's what I'm saying. It's, you, know, you don't have enough players. So I'm saying you're going to extend the practice squad. It's going to be... No, you're going to extend active rosters. Yes, you are. Absolutely. I don't think so. You're going to address 53. Uh, you tell us. You tell us, guys. I'll be, uh, I'll comment somewhere on, on one of our social medias, whether it be Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I'll handle this. CLE, Sports Pod. Let us know what you guys think. Are they extend active rosters to cha- if they do implement this new 18 game uh, regular season, or are they extend the practice squads? It's gonna have to what, take effect. What cost, effect the, what cost the league less money? Practice squads. No. Are they are they doing this? Whole, are doing most more of this, players, man? Are they gonna do this more for revenue? Uh, uh, if they're doing this for revenue, they're trying to cut down on the on the expenses that they're gonna be added towards changing this new. New legacy. Yeah, think about how the players union thinks about it too. Though they want more players, more jobs, more opportunities to become employed in the NFL. Come on, Tim. Come on. Yeah, you got to give and take here. Well, well, you have the NFL or PA or whatever, whatever the the players association is for the NFL, um, and then you have the owners all doing. So the owners are trying to spend the least amount of money, and the players are trying to get the most amount of money. So it's whatever um, the compromise is. They'll figure it out. Yeah. So I think the compromise is in the is associated with the practice squad. That's right. my opinion. Extend the active roster. Okay. More more football players. Anyways, I think more uh, along with that, along with your idea, I think um, y- you're the backups. <laughs> Give me yeah, some I was about to say. I think Backup I think quarterbacks. I think the value fun. of yes, that's exactly where I was going with. Patriots that. about to get some more first round picks out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're about to extend the dynasty another fifteen to twenty years. Um, <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> backup quarterbacks are about years. to become. Extremely uh, more valuable 
Um, and negotiations with contracts are about to be more, way more lucrative. If it happens. For them. If, it happens. if it happens. Yeah, we'll that's see. The, that's the big All end. kinds of players are going to ask for all kinds of more money, too. Yes. <laughs> so, but whatever. We'll just, we'll, think with that, we'll get to that road when we get there. Oh, one more, one more quick thing with football. How, how mad do football NFL players have to be every year during the NBA free agency? When you have players like Danny Green, J.J. Reddick, um... Reggie Bullock. Who, yeah, I was about to say, players... Uh, McKeith Morris, Signed man. with uh, the Knits. Yeah, Morris. Uh, Bullock. Bullock. Um, and Julius Randle and a few others. Terry Rozier, man. A backup player. Getting 50 58 mil. guaranteed. 58 guaranteed. And I'd, I'd be so pissed. I, I'd go on a vacation. I would forget all about it. I'd, I'd go airplane mode the entire time. I wouldn't follow Woj, that's for sure. Um... But yeah, that's would be probably the most frustrating part of the year for any NFL player. I'd be, I'd be especially like, for the call agent, like, yo, give me some endorsements. I need to buff up my. I I sign a, a NBA agent. I'm like, whoever is like one of the top NBA agents. I'm like, hey, do you also do uh, NFL? Can you, can you give me some endorsements? <laughs> can please? you give me that uh, JJ Reddick money? <laughs> I need some JJ Reddick money for real, like, like absolutely. I need some like two year, twenty six million dollar kind of stuff. That's what that's what Le'Veon Bell wanted. <laughs> To use twenty six mil, he did give him that money. Uh, okay, so moving on from the NFL, we got a couple more things. The Cavs are really bad in summer league. They're uh, were they one and six? They what? They lose tonight. One six. They they lose. I didn't, I didn't see. Let's just find out what happened. The Kings. Well, they they have no. They won. They beat the Kings. They're now they're now two and six in the in the uh, in eight games. And they won an overtime in the in the summer league. Well, we have nobody. Well, because Winner. Is the only guy out there playing because uh, what's his face isn't playing yet? Uh, uh, Garland, Garland, or Porter Jr. Or Porter Jr. Playing. So yeah, so Porter Jr. is coming off that that tweak knee, and then uh, and then uh, and then and then yeah. Oh no, yes, yeah, his uh, hip flexor, and then Garland's coming off uh, a meniscus tear from this past season. And yeah, that happened in November. So we'll we'll see him eventually here. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The Cavs one... preseason is gonna be lit though. I'm excited for yes, that. Yes, but yeah, you have one side piece in Winlook. He's not a ball handler. He's not your main guy. He he would he it would be fun and entertaining to see him work off Garland and Paul Jr. in some lead, but they're not in it. So it's basically him just jacking up three. Yeah, he's not a creator. When 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 the shots left that three seconds left in the uh, three seconds left. So Cavs are we're worse. We're still in build mode. It's so fine. it's yeah, it's just it's just gaining experience for him. Also, can I get Steven Adams, please? I want Steven Adams so bad. I'll trade you all my used pieces and parts for Steven Adams. I would give you I'll give you two I would give two you two second round quality picks. I would give you a dryer. And I'll I'll give you J.R. Smith. I need a washer, but I also need a center. And I'll give you uh Tristan Thompson and I'll take back Adams and Schroeder. Call it a deal. Well what was it? Uh Brandon Knight, Tristan Thompson and a few second rounders? No, I gotta be giving I don't, you, I don't, give you I don't, JR. I gotta give you JR because JR's a cap relief for him because they need cap relief. They're so. all cap relief. They're all expiring. Yeah, but the JR's oh, no. contract's gonna be released. What, Tristan's two years. Yeah, no, Tristan's one year. Oh, he's expiring. Oh, it's an, okay. But um, but um, JR's contract's got that that option, so he's gonna make three point nine. So it goes from like fifteen three point nine. So they you, you get an instant like eleven million cap relief. Okay, so yeah, JR Thompson, JR Thompson. Uh, two I'll give, seconds. I give you on tape too. Whatever. And then they have to to make Salas work. I think would have to take uh, Felton. No, take, you take take Felton and uh, on, uh, oh, Schroeder. Oh, Schroeder, okay, okay, Schroeder okay. and Schroeder and uh, Adams back. Okay, okay, which is fine. That's what I'm saying. I'll take both those guys. I want. And Adams would you give so up bad. two second rounders, or would you have to give two second round and first? No, two second rounders fine. I think yeah, I think two second rounders. Yeah, they want. You, you saw what um all, all, uh, Kobe Altman was was able to do with the second rounders. Yeah. Um, this past year. Entrepreneur room. Take the so. second rounders, yeah. Kobe's like, hey, up with a, a young rounders. player. Yeah, get, get a late first. There you go. Yeah, yeah it sounds good. Give me Steve Adams. All right, last segment here. Last segment. We got buy or sell. Or buy or sell. No, we have, we have a few. No, you don't. Yeah, we do. We, we do. got we had this week in Cleveland. It's oh, this week. summary of what We know what on. happened this week. All-Star game. Carlos Carrasco. Um, he was in He was in attendance. He had a big, uh, big cheer from the crowd. Um, there was actually a segment. The, uh, before the game, I uh, was stand up for charity. Is that stand up for cancer? Is in the middle of the game, buddy. Stand up for cancer. It was between innings. Yeah, um, everyone, wrote, everyone wrote it. it on, was, yeah, the charity. Everyone wrote call. it on a, on a, on a yeah. Poster. I said stand up for charity. <laughs> I stand up for charity all the time. <laughs> it was a it was a charity called Stand Up for Cancer. Uh, it was an awesome moment. Um, he was there to support his teammates, and, this, um, and all his all his homies uh, wrote uh, cookie on. Yeah, they were they were also on the entire time. That's great. Um, Loved it. 
great show up by the by the great great job again by the Indians in the All Star weekend. Great job by Carrasco. Great job by his teammates being out there to support him and showing some love. So big big moment, bigger than baseball. Really really enjoyed right. that more more than athlete. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then uh, we have this important series with the Twins, which you already talked about. And then oh, remember August and, uh, and August first is the deadline to get rid of Jr. So when when is the uh, <coughs> the MLB deadline? Excuse me, isn't this weekend? Uh, it's coming up soon. Monday. Got to make some trades. I think. Oh, um, no, no, no. I think it's uh, yeah, I think it's July thirty first. So Can we had a couple weeks. I think. Gonna make some trades. So uh-huh. Let's put Bauer to be to move moves. Um, let to for the Indians to add some some help on with the bats. Yeah, shift it up. Um, made a little bit of a playoff on here, depending on how the next few weeks here go. Um, Browns. We got we got. Duke people. Johnson. Yeah, so Duke Johnson. Guy's new agent. Guy's new agent. Guy that, um, the same agent that helped uh, move Adba, uh, Emmanuel Adba, and... Helped Perryman get out of his contract. Yeah, uh, Drew, Drew Rosenhaus. Drew Rosenhaus. Yes. So he's, 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 a, he's a high-powered agent in the NFL. Yeah, he... Hugh Jackson talking nonsense, saying that it, some of his best coaching was in Cleveland doing his 336 and one record. Hold on, hold on. He said, saying something. He said that he did some of his best coaching. So so palm coaching. In Cleveland when he went 3-36-1. With the Browns. Including a 1-15 season and a perfect 0-16 season. Yeah, you know what? That, you, know, you know what he loves to do, though? Is blame other people for his his, uh, his failures. But that's I'm, his favorite thing to do. I think that's what it is, but we gotta watch the tape just to make sure. We should absolutely watch the tape. We should yeah, watch, the, we watch the tape. Just to make sure. We'll let you know next and week. And we'll watch, watch the tape, tape one or two more times. Yeah, we'll watch it again. We'll make sure it makes sure we really we had, thoroughly covered. The we team. had an NFL analyst talking about Baker and how this his overall complete, uh, uh, like his complete person. This as a his mentality, his ability, his character is just too 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 big to fail. And they, he thinks he's ideally suited to be an NFL MVP because of his attributes and what he, he brings to the table. Every single and and for the, the team that he's bringing it to, and, and to a, uh, a team that's been pronounced as cursed, hopeless, lost, um, trash, you name it. It's something that Cleveland fans and fans all on the the sport believe that they are never going to get out of. They're so in a bottomless mean, pit. You mean to tell me, Timmy, all it takes is a quarterback to win in the NFL? I think so. I think, but, yeah. But, but, <laughs> I mean, mostly a quarterback. Once you get a quarterback, everything else kind of falls into place. Yeah, and then you can build around that quarterback. Ladane Thompson well, thinks the Browns are going to be a yeah. A something, beast of a team. something. Um, Brown, uh, Cleveland Browns GMs the past twenty years have not thought of. I think we've had we had top five pits thirteen out of the last nineteen years, and I think it was it was as deep in the this past winter that we thought that we found a stat. And then, but we only took uh, a, a quarterback in the top five once, and that the quarterback was Tim Couch. Yep, in two thousand. Yo, we'll soon take your top guy like Baker. Good things happen. So, um, so that's this week in Cleveland. He said Th- things right? are popping. He said, uh, what, "What about LT? Oh, Chargers Hall of Fame money back." Yeah, he said that the, he believes the Browns hype, and he thinks that they have one of the best uh, young like, cores. Young cores, yeah. So like Baker Mayfield at like twenty four, OBJ at twenty six, Jarvis at twenty six. Miles got 20, 23, Denzel Ward at twenty two, just to just to name a few. Um, not mentioning Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, um, Janard Avery, or or Callaway, which is all with with those four specifically are all under twenty four years old. Um, this nucleus young core that we have, um, it's it's all it like most of this hype is just. Is is viewed or it's it's there because it's the mass amount of potential that the Browns um, have for this season and this next few years. Um, but as um, head coaches like past Browns head coach Eric Mangini always talks about, you don't have it until you make it happen. Like you, it's not there on paper, but you gotta make it happen. You gotta do it every day. You gotta do the day to day stuff to make you to make that talented. Core, um, come together as a team. Well, that's one of the things um, it, you're going to have come together at training camp, and uh, that's where you're going to become a, a real team when you get together in training camp. And speaking of training camp, all the tickets got sold out. There's no tickets left for training camp. So Twice to get a ticket, B- both rounds. You're going to have to. You have to. You have to wait. Them. You have to wait on your computer, and, it, and when they, when it's time, they're gone to, though. Then yeah. they're gone now. They're all gone. 
No, I'm saying you, you gotta wait on them when they come out. There's you a, can't. They're all gone. They had the second wave. It's oh, okay. gone. It's a second wave. All the tickets are gone, people. So <laughs> Timmy's you, like, you can still do it. There's still hope. He's been sitting by his computer all week. No, they're gone. You can't get training camp tickets. If you want them, you gotta buy them in the secondary market. I don't really care. That's that fine. Places. Enjoy it. The Browns are good. It's gonna be hard to get tickets. That's just the life of the party. Speaking of tickets, we also have a contest going on. And uh, we're getting some. We're giving away some Redskins Browns tickets. So check out our social pages. There's instructions on how to do it. But you can win some Browns tickets if you want to get your hands on some uh, some sweet tickets to get yourself all pumped up for the, for, uh, for yep. the Browns. We are we are drawing July 25th. So yep. we still have a few weeks left. You got to do time, that. y'all. You got time. And we have another contest coming up after that. Oh, so spicy. So so turn on notifications on our social media pages because we're always. Coming out with good stuff. Oh, yeah. Good, absolutely. fun stuff. Yeah, we're having all the fun. Last thing with the Browns. Um, Timmy, I don't have any last things, bro. I, I do. <laughs> oh, you got last thing? Yeah. You better, you, better, you better turn up for this last thing. It better be crap. It's not crap. It's not crap? I don't know. Oh, it's Browns news. I, I don't so, you, so you'll love it. And the last thing Browns related is Odell Beckham Jr. has been working with this social media like phenom uh, trainer called uh, Footwork King. All month. I thought it was just a, a once or twice this past month, but he quoted us, he quoted our tweet, he got that with us, that he's been working with him all month. So uh, so for those people who are doubting OBJ and his work ethic, he's been working. It's not in Cleveland, that's what people uh, people's main beef is. Oh, why can't he do this in Cleveland? He, I think he's out in California doing this. It doesn't matter. The Browns aren't even having any scheduled practices. That's fine. I don't give a crap to me. He's, but he's with the Footwork King, who's nasty. Who's helped? Who's helped so many professional athletes, specifically NFL, work on work on the the body during the off seasons. Yeah, Footwork is absolutely huge with wide receivers, as you guys have seen probably on social media. The there's a lot of hype videos with uh, with Ocho Cinco, and he had some of the nastiest footwork. And that's how he got open. Well, and you only you don't, if you have nasty footwork, you don't have to be fast. But OBJ be, is fast, so it's I like, know you it's can a be dual threat. You can be any of the hands. And he's the, got the other thing, crazy that, catch radius. Yeah, that like, wow. That's uh, Chris Carter has talked about uh, all the time um, on his talk show for things for the Nick Wright um, Hall of Famer wide receiver who played for the Vikings a couple, a couple of decades ago. Um, how catch radius is one of like is like the the prize like thing. That's the thing you want to have. Like the best thing you want to have is is a large catch radius. So if you throw it up top to me, a couple feet up above me, I should be able to. If it's in the dirt, I can catch it. So basically, it means there's your overall surrounding of, of you. So if I throw it, and if I'm a quarterback and I throw it off target, and you can still catch it, that's your, that's you're having a good catch radius. So expanding that catch radius is is later. Is a huge attribute for wide receivers. Right. So you got good footwork that plays into all you do as wide receivers. So and it only makes you more lethal. Absolutely great to see that he's out there working on his footwork, which is a huge thing to have as an elite wide receiver. So right, especially if you're playing you're playing zones, um, or you're playing you know, man on man. Alright, so, so summarize it for me real quick to me. This week in Cleveland, what happened? We already summarized it. Summarize it one more time for me. Uh, MLB, uh, Cleveland hosted uh, pretty strong. Uh, Bieber won MVP. Hugh Jackson is, is a god in his own mind. Um, everyone thinks Baker has a, has MVP potential this year. Uh, Duke Johnson flipped the agents. Stephen Adams trade rumors uh, after after OKC's in full on re- rebuild mode, and then and JL extension and uh, and OBJ working with Footwork King. So that's our week in Cleveland. All right, very last segment of our episode here, and I hope you guys enjoy this one. We're going to do another buy-sell. So, Timmy, I don't know how you feel about this, but uh, are you going to buy or sell that the Indians will win the AL Central? I'm, I'm going to buy that. I think just the momentum that they, they, they left off with um, before the break, the six-game win streak, um, going into the series and twins uh, this weekend, I think they will catapult them into eight, uh, at least eight of the last nine games to be wins. And I think, I think the trade here to push their batting and figure out their batting a little bit, while you have your pitchers get a little bit more healthy, will kind of have a overall kind of aspect of. Uh, 
kind of wound them out, out into a playoff team. And and we've said Penetral. I'm gonna buy it as well. I think I think the Indians have the all the momentum and as we know in baseball and a lot of sports holds true that when you get hot at the right time, that's all you need. And this the team is just starting to heat up, and we're getting that momentum. And the Twins are, ha- are on the struggle bus right now uh, a little bit. So it's the perfect time for us to add a little bit more talent and for us to take the next leap and go towards the uh, towards the playoffs and grab this division while it's open. So I'm going to say I buy it. I think the Indians are division winner. Like, like they're bound to win this division here, and they're, uh, they're projecting that way. So I'm buying it. Okay, and I'll buy on by a sell. We're going to change up a little bit what we have down. Uh, do you believe Baker Mayfield will win MVP this season? Dude, you're making this too easy for it. I'm going to buy it, man. We just talked we'll about how... It. Not a candidate. We'll win it. Yeah, I'm buying this because the Browns have too many weapons, and if you can give the MVP trophy to a guy like Mahomes, who had a rocket year, I believe Baker absolutely could win the MVP trophy with all the, all the weapons he has. As long as he's staying healthy, he's he's MVP bound. It's gonna happen. Okay. This team's gonna this team's gonna put up some major points. And then I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you two over unders as well. They're gonna have one Browns. I'm gonna have one Cavs. A Browns over and under. Um, do you think you think um, the Nitchub will have over or under 1500 all purpose yards? Oh man, that's a tough one. Um, it's because you know Cream Hunt isn't gonna be bad until I'm nine. gonna go. I'm gonna go under because. Cream Hunt, uh, well, because Cream Hunt's going to come back, obviously, week eight. Um, and uh, and then I know... He almost had 1,000 last year. Yeah. And, and then, he, he only started, what, I think 12 games? Yeah, but I think you. I think with the, another all the weapons out there, he's gonna, he'll hit 1,000 yards, but I think it's going to be like just, just close. The spread of the offense close. is yeah. going to be a little bit There's wider. a lot of weapons you're going to get to, and, and you know, we're not, we haven't even really touched on a Joku. And he's gonna have a rocket year. I think. Yeah, I think I think most of his potential, most of his ceiling hasn't even been shown. So yeah, and a yes. joke. I mean, the Joku is gonna be awesome, but I think Chubb is gonna have a huge year. But just the fifteen hundred yards is a lot. You're gonna be you're gonna be run heavy, but you gotta remember you gotta have a lot of guys you gotta get touches to. But Baker does a good job with that. So I'm gonna go under the fifteen hundred though. But I think he'll have a thousand yard running season. I agree. I'm gonna I'm gonna sell that one. I I, I agree that there's so many weapons. Um, that we haven't even touched on. People all sleeping on T- Antonio Callaway, who who um, offensive coaches on the Browns said that he looks physically more fit, bigger, stronger, faster than he was last year. And remember, last year was his first year off, coming off of that um, suspended season over in, in Florida. In I love. College. I love what. So that was his first year back, and he, he was very rusty. So having a full all season to prepare and did his body right, I think. Um, He'll be he'll be underrated target for Baker as well as as Baker favorite Hollywood Higgins. Hollywood Higgins, he's boy. been putting in work and he's been healthy for months. That's what I'm talking about. I'm all about it. Um, I think all that will kind of won't uh, won't allow Chubb won't to allow get, yes won't, won't allow Chubb to way to too many weapons. Way too many weapons. Um, but I will I do think he has a possibility of having that those like eight to ten touch touchdowns. All right, I got a Cavs over under for you. Cavs by Vegas said they're gonna get twenty three. And a half wins. You think they're gonna go over or under that total? Over. That's disrespectful. Um, it we saw is we saw the type of the uh, type of the different type of team that uh, Kevin uh, Cavs were with Kevin Love back. Um, he takes so much pressure off young guys like Jetty Osman and Colin Sexton um, and Maltese Chris. I just didn't say Marquise uh, Chris. <laughs> Get the crap out of here with this Marquise Chris crap. He's the only one that came to mind. Um, Timmy, Brandon Knight, whatever. Adding, you added three rookies that are going to contribute, and then you got a healthy Kevin Love and a Kyle Sexton going into I was just, I was just talking about year. Kevin Love. I wasn't. I, I haven't got Kevin to. The, I haven't got to them there. Okay, let's but talk. Yes, along the lines of of making, uh, oh, I think the turn away the ball handling uh, responsibilities from Colin Sexton over the Darius Garland, who's a much more natural playmaker. Yes. You put Colin Sexton at the two guard, let him store, let him run on the break. And now then we have to worry about winning an offense. Factoid. Then you have Kevin Porter, who a few people in the Cavs organization had him as a top five pick. They got him at thirty. Um, he's coming off that hip flexor, but he had a little bit of issues with the college coach. But under the right management, he could be a diamond in the rough. Absolutely. What about you? Um, I'm gonna say absolutely over. 
I love this. I love this line because I think the the Cavs will have a healthy Kevin Love, and he'll actually he'll go to work, and the season's going to look really nice. So, one of the nice little factoids I got about this is when Colin Sexton didn't have Love, so before Love came back, he was shooting about ten percent of his threes uh, as spot ups. So, ball out of his hands, ball swung to Sexton, pull three, ten percent of the time. When Kevin Love got back, that number went up to seventeen percent. Now, that's a big number in basketball here because we know that a spot shot is a higher percentage look than a straight pull-up jumper because your balance is better, your the mechanics are better. You're just going to have a higher percentage of hitting that shot. So that correlates with Sexton's boost in three-point percentage and boost in scoring in the second half. So imagine this now. Now we're taking him off the ball completely, uh, you know, or, or most of it, and let we'll let Garland run the offense. With how much with more those spot ups going to go to Sexton yeah. versus the versus the the off the dribble? And you shots. can you can push it on one further and say not only spot ups but his overall efficiency on offense because people a lot of people thought he was shooting near fifty percent from the field when he's shooting more towards 42 percent um, throughout the entire year. So it's it's better him, and especially with the Warriors as well. Worked at it as well in the off season, and as well as coming off ball, um, having to fully healthy Kevin Love, he see that his release a little bit too. Efficiency go up a little bit. Yeah, so Sexton's yeah, fixes release a little too. Threes, a little more, I think he'll take a, a, a few less threes than he did last year, and expect that efficiency to also increase. So I like I like the Cavs over uh, over twenty. Yeah, I think it's going to be more towards 35, 37 wins. I'm for it. Um, Forty probably being the the ceiling. Sure. So if, if everything clicks with John Beeline's new offense, Kevin Love being healthy, and these new pits having finding some of them. Yeah. Year. So we're gonna over on that. I think that's. I think to expect the Cavs to win just over a fourth of their games is reasonable. <laughs> yes. So, yes. all right. So that's gonna wrap things up here for this episode of the Everything Is Earned Pod. Uh, I'm Big Mike. I'm Tim. And remember, in Cleveland, everything is earned. Oh, 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 oh,